welcome to the Salesman Podcast, where I, Will Barron, interview psychologists, Olympic athletes, and of course, some of the world's leading sales experts five days a week, so you and I both can improve our sales skill and earn more money. For all the podcast show notes and a ton of video blog content, type salesman.red into your browser and visit us today. This episode of the Salesman Podcast is sponsored by ClearSlide. ClearSlide reduces sales cycle length, minimizes forecast inaccuracies, and decreases time wasted on unqualified leads. It enables you to track when prospects open emails or view documents, which in turn helps you engage with your customers on the phone, in person, or via email. To become more productive today, visit salesman.red forward slash clear to get started. Hello, Sales Nation. I am your host, Will Barron, and welcome to another episode of the Salesman Podcast. On this episode, we're taking a slightly different route from what we usually do, and we're talking about what we what we call the episode, The Zen of Sales. This follows Todd Schnick, who's today's guest, his book, The Zen of Sales. We're following in his footsteps and talking about fulfillment and meditation and some more out there concepts for this podcast, but I'm sure you'll get a lot of context. Uh, you'll get a lot of value out of everything that we talk about. It's all within context. It's all sales related. Um, so I'm sure you will enjoy it. I got a lot of this and there's a lot of food for thought, especially at the end of the show where Todd reflects on his career and business and sales and a whole bunch of other stuff. You can find out more about Todd over at intrepidnow.com. Um, his books on Amazon, we link to everything in the show notes over at salesman.red. And again, just thank you to everyone who is one, taking the time to listen. I appreciate it. If you guys didn't listen and share this round and we couldn't show the growth that we've got, we wouldn't be doing the podcast. So I massively appreciate it. It gives me the opportunity to have awesome conversations and share them with you. So I appreciate that. And two, thank you again for everyone who are leaving podcast reviews on iTunes at the moment. They're going up day on, uh, going up daily. Um, and yeah, I just want to thank you again for taking the time to do that. And without further ado, let's jump into today's show with Todd. Welcome to the Salesman Podcast. Well, it's good to be here. Thanks for having me. You are more than welcome, sir. And today we're going to take a, what I I'm, I know this is going to be an absolutely fascinating spin on sales. And it's all come about from me checking out your book, uh, The Zen of Sales. And I, I want to dive in straight, right at the beginning of this, with a, an answer, well, with a question that probably has a huge answer, but we will narrow it down and we'll go deeper and deeper into it. What does Zen, and I'm assuming Buddhism, meditation, being present, all the things that I align in my mind with the word Zen, what has that got to do with sales? <laughs> well, Will, you're going to find out real quick that I am no Zen <laughs> priest and, and that there are far more knowledgeable and enlightened people in, in the world of Zen than I. I it, is, it stems from some experimentation I've done over the last probably five, six, seven years of my life. I, uh, like many typical uh, people, I, I uh, hit a dead end in my career and got very frustrated and unhappy and, and was unfulfilled in my work. And so I explored some other things to try to clear my mind and re renew my focus. And so I got into meditation. I got into Zen. I got into reading about and studying about and reading the material of other people who were, who were experimenting with that. And just made some made some connections in my mind as to how to, I ought to be rethinking my approach to sales. And so, I mean, if you could, you go on the internet and find some definition of Zen and I'll read it. It means nothing because it's a typical <laughs> uh, web-based definition, but it's Zen emphasizes experiential wisdom in the attainment of enlightenment. It de 
de-emphasizes theoretical knowledge in favor of direct self-realization through meditation and practice. Now, what does that mean? That doesn't mean much. For me, what this whole idea means is it's about figuring out, it's about disciplining yourself to calm your mind, remove the clutter from your mind to enable you to focus on what's right in front of you. And to me, that's what this is all about. It's about slowing down. It's about, and that's that's counterintuitive to what most people in sales are thinking. They have to quicken the pace. They have to do more. They have to do it faster. I argue that you ought to do the reverse of that. You ought to slow it down. I think mindfulness. Okay. Let me jump in here, yeah. Todd, because you're on a roll there. But I just want, there's a couple of things you mentioned that I don't think we should just gloss over. The first thing that you mentioned is that you felt unfulfilled, and so you were looking for some kind of answer, and. I know many of the listeners listen to the show, they get to a point because you would only seek out a show like this if you were a high performing salesperson or you were trying to become one. Just the average salesperson wouldn't listen to a podcast about sales and, and about all this and trying to improve their skills. So we only generally we have like the top 1% and then the top 10, 20% that are trying to get into that top 1% of salespeople. From speaking to them, and I have a lot of email correspondence with the listeners, I know a lot of them feel slightly, perhaps unfulfilled is a good word to describe it, or they're lacking something, or they're wondering whether they should move into sales management, or whether they should dive into entrepreneurship. They, they feel something isn't quite right, even though they found a career in sales that gives them all the money they need gives them the free time they need, especially when you're more and you've been there a couple of years and you know all your prospects and you know you can predict business moving forward. It's less of a, a scramble to hit target. You can um, not relax, that's the wrong word, but you can certainly take a step back on a Friday afternoon if you've got everything else lined up once you've been doing it and you've been in the same sales role for four or five years. So the feeling unfulfilled. Why and how did you come to this idea of Zen and everything else you just mentioned when you were in that position? What led you to that? Yeah, no, great question. And uh, my answer will be pretty typical from a lot of people, I suspect, who arrived at the same uh, at the same place is is I was trying to be the mega uber successful business person that had made a lot of money, had a big house, had a lot of cars, a lot of things, a lot of stuff. And I, I just hit a wall in my life and, and was unsatisfied with my personal relationships, was unsatisfied with my businesses, unsatisfied with where I was going. And then I realized, wait a minute, you don't even know where you're going. You're just going forward as to a direction that society is dictating and expects you and what all your friends and all the neighbors expect you to be doing. And so I began, what really started for me, Will, was was diving into minimalism. And that's how this whole journey started for me. And and I started very early on, as, as most people do, who explore minimalism and removing physical things. So I got rid of some of the cars. I got a smaller house. I got rid of a lot of the junk that I realized had no meaning for me. But then I achieved the biggest breakthrough in realizing that minimalism really isn't about removing physical stuff. That's certainly part of it and certainly an important part of the journey. But I realized that the biggest problem wasn't the physical stuff. It was the mental clutter in my mind. And, and, and when I realized that, then I began to say, how do I figure this out? How do I, how do I achieve success here? Now, what I've also learned, Will, is that this process will never end. <laughs> I, will, I will be studying this. I will be learning this. I will be practicing this. I will be trying to do better until probably the day I pass. And, and, that's, and that's part of 
what I've also realized is that's okay too. That's that's part of the excitement of this is the journey is is as fulfilling or should be as fulfilling as the destination. So it was really diving into minimalism, Will, that kind of got me started down this path. Is this not super counterintuitive and paradoxical then of most people listening are tuned into this podcast because of the title or whatever they've clicked on. As mentioned, Zen, they've assumed that Zen or whatever we're going to talk about is going to lead them to be able to sell more, to earn more commission, to buy more stuff. And the, the answer is to be less bothered about stuff. So you don't have to do that. Well, that's the journey I took in my personal life to get me turned around on the right path, one that was satisfying and was one that got me excited to get up in the morning and stop dreading Sunday evenings. But I, I took some of the lessons from this and applied it to my approach to sales and developing other business opportunity. And, and I realized that, yeah, when you're practicing Zen, you're trying to achieve enlightenment, whatever that is. And that's defined differently by, by a million people. What I was trying to figure out is, is there a way, and I'll give you a hint, I'm still working on this and trying to figure it out myself now today, but is there a way to achieve enlightenment in your sales process? And in my view, it was doing a lot of the same principles. It's slowing down. It's being more mindful. It's being in the moment. It's creating space to see the big picture of your of your business and, and where it's going. It's creating space to let opportunities run their, their natural course, their human course, uh, using and viewing and understanding and appreciating the humanity behind the people that you're trying to sell to. It's being more aware it's being aware of the human in front of you. It's not some record in a CRM database. It's, it's, it's actually a person that's got issues and, and struggles of their own and trying to be more mindful of that. And it comes down to what a lot of people talk about with sales is, is doing a better job of listening. And so if you do a lot of those things, if you, if you calm your mind and focus on what's in front of you, if you slow down, create space, focus on what's in front of you instead of trying to think of the next sales call that happens in 12 minutes – you're going to completely overhaul and change your approach to how you actually interact with your with your prospects. And, and, and so I thought it was an intriguing way to kind of view and approach sales. And, and look, it's not the it's not the common approach. Right. I mean, there's a lot of sales managers out there who are whipping and driving their sales force, trying to meet numbers and, and have deadlines and have a certain amount of prospects in the funnel. And, and I get it. I mean, that's the that's that's, a, that's certainly the, the modern way of approaching business and, and doing sales, but I think there's a different way. And, and when I shifted my approach to developing business and started applying some of these principles that I was, that I was learning through my personal practice of in meditation and, and reading about Zen and trying to understand Zen and what enlightenment's all about, I, I began to try to apply some of those lessons to my sales approach and, and, and it's changed everything for me. Now, granted, I, I, the kind of business I sell, maybe this lends itself to it very nicely. I mean, I recognize there's a lot of different things you have to sell. And if you're in a complex sale, I think this is critically important. If you're trying to move a conveyor system or sell a filtration unit, I understand that there's differences. But I think there's I, – I hope people think about this and say, boy, I, I'm, I'm driven because of these deadlines and, and meeting end-of-quarter sales goals – that I'm trying to move faster and talk to more people and, and add more names to the CRM. And I think that's almost counterintuitive. And I, and I wish people would re recognize that by slowing down, creating open space, letting things develop as they're, as they're going to follow their natural course, I think ultimately, it worked for me, I think ultimately they're going to yield more fruit at the, end of that, at the end of that journey. 
Yeah, I mean, to get back and, and on the idea of almost spiritual, spirituality, there's something that I learned from a mentor of mine was that when you're playing the game of trying to put more people into a CRM, more people in the top of the funnel to get more people out the other end, make more phone calls, make more emails. It's a game that you just can't win because you get to the point where, yes, you've hit target because you've made, you've made 100 more calls a day. That's a bad example, but just to add a number to it, you made 100 more calls a day. Then obviously your target is going to go up in the next year or quarter just because it has to for the business to that you're in to thrive and survive. Then you've got to push yourself to make 120 calls a day and it's 150. And it's just a, you're in a hamster wheel that's just going on and on and on and there's no end point to win from. So that's why I like everything you're saying here of because I think that the value that a salesperson can really give in and we're coming to the end of 2015, this might go out in 2016, the beginning of 2016, but the value that a salesperson can give in the 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 age that we're in where information is so freely available about products and services and the things that people are trying to sell. It's that ability to be present, to listen and to really consult with the prospect and learn all about them and and build that deeper relationship because everything else other than a deep relationship can be done with marketing and marketing optimization and tools and online software. So I want to come on to the practical aspects of this, Todd. And it's very easy for you and I, and so I meditate, the listeners know, I talk about it all the time. I think it's a massive upgrade for salespeople who have rushed off their feet to be able to just sit in the car for five minutes before they go into a meeting and just turn off and just so they're present without using any hippie language, but so they're just present for the prospect when they go into that meeting. Mm-hmm. So it's very easy to say all these words, but how do you, and how does someone listening to this, how do they practically put it into practice? Are there any resources or or books or things they should watch or listen to, or is it just a mindset shift that happens over time when you start to think more like this? Where, where do they start? Just before we get back into the show, I want to tell you about today's sponsor, ClearSlide. ClearSlide is the platform for sales and marketing success. It's easy to use and uses real-time analytics to help sales teams better engage their customers to achieve greater results. It allows you to track when prospects open emails, view documents, and interact with the content you've sent, which then allows you to tailor your follow-up for maximum impact so you can close more deals. ClearSlide also allows sales pros to share their screen and start a presentation with one click. It removes any chance of technology issues so that your sales pictures go perfectly every time. So to become more productive today, visit salesman.red forward slash clear to get started. Ah, gosh. Well, I mean, that's the, that is the most important question, right? And yeah, I wish, I wish I could rattle off a dozen books and video series and this and that that people could learn this. I think it's a personal journey, and I think it's different for everyone. I, every book I've read about how to meditate was different because the person writing it had their own experience. And so, to answer your question, I'll use your language. It is, it is a personal mindset shift, and it, and it, it's, it isn't easy because you're getting pressure. You want you need to make sales so you can earn a living. You can pay pay the mortgage and feed your family. I get it, uh, but but I th- you know the, the notion earlier of you saying because uh, I've heard this story a thousand times. We all have where where there's an expectation that a sales rep has to make a hundred calls a day, mm-hmm. 
And I, and I say, how silly is that? How <laughs> is, is that some random number that someone that some sales manager pulled out of his fanny to say, this is this is a management tool for me so I can I can browbeat you if you only make 78 calls. My point is make 25 calls. But take your time with them. Be more thoughtful. Be more, as you say, be present. I think your idea of, of calming your mind for two minutes before a sales call or walking before walking into a, a, a pitch is a, is, a, is a critically important idea. And I'll be honest with you, Will, if that's all anyone listening to this does, I think they're going to see profound impact from that. Because there's, you go into a sales opportunity with, with this pressure and, and, and your, your prospect is defensive because he or she doesn't really want to buy and they want to be, they, they're going to try to prevent you from selling and, and you're, you've got the pressure of trying to close the deal and your sales manager's looking over your shoulder expecting <laughs> you to meet numbers. It's a, it's a stressful, unhappy place. This is why most people in sales aren't satisfied with their with their career because they have this, all this uh, I, I feel unnecessary pressure look we have to earn a living I get it an organization who's paying your salary has expectations and those have to be clearly communicated but I think I think I think the start it, it it's a simple matter of I think meditation is a critically important tool and, and I know that scares a lot of people because they think, oh, I got to put on Yanni and I got to sit on a mat and I have to, I got to, I got to put on funky music and light incense. No, no, there, there's a, I'll give you one tool that, that you can use. I think there's a website. It's, I think it's do nothing for two minutes.com. And it's, it, it's all, it sounds like it is. You go to a website and as minute you land, there's a, a two minute clock that starts running. And if you, and if you move your mouse or you tap on a, on a key on your keyboard, it, it gives you an air message and restarts the clock. I think most people listening at this moment would really struggle to sit quietly and silently for two minutes and not do mm-hmm. anything other than just be present and be, and just sit in their chair and, and do nothing. I, I think most people would really struggle with that. And I think that is very symptomatic of why this is such a big problem. I think that exercise that you suggested of, of getting some peace and a little and a little quiet time before every sales call and every every pitch, I think I think changes everything because it calms you, it removes all this undue pressure uh, that that I think negatively impacts your performance on that call or in that pitch. So I think it's a great way to do that. I, I, but I, I think you have to, I think you have to stop worrying about big numbers and focus on the fewer numbers, but make those relationships far more quality, far more sincere, far more real. Try to try to connect with the actual human there instead of trying to check off a to-do list and reach that 100-call limit for the day. I, I think that's such a, a, a horrible approach to sales, and it's why most people are, are unsatisfied in that career. Definitely, because I know I like selling and I enjoy the sales process, when I'm having a cup, whether it's in person, um, if I go into Leeds and I'm meeting people in the city, I'll have a cup of coffee with them in a nice restaurant or a nice cafe and we'll chat. And generally, for me, all my best deals of all time have come through an hour of chatting about the person, about their dogs, their kids, what car they drive, what sports they're into. And then the last five minutes of it is just sorting out the numbers at the end. And I uh, I know it's massively cliched that we should be treating people like people, people like to buy from people and all, all these cliched lines. But yeah, I just think it's important. And I think in the world of the internet, it's very easy for a salesperson to hide behind an email address and not get on the phone or not make that trip in person if that's appropriate for what they're selling. And I think that's where the real value lies. And 
yeah, you spend so much time, and I'm glad you you're bringing up all this because it's getting me passionate. It's making me think about my past in medical device sales and what I do now in selling advert space for the podcast and all that good stuff. That if you're not enjoying what you're doing and you're spending eight, ten, maybe even longer when you're really hustling hours a day doing it then does the money really matter that much or should you be focusing and changing things up so that what you're doing is uh, fun, enjoyable and fulfilling? Is, is that the most important thing rather than the money? Well, it is for me. Uh, I can't speak for everyone and and I have fewer obligations. I have no children. So there, I have a different lifestyle where I can be that way. But I want to make another point that you, you mentioned earlier that because of the access to information that the internet affords us all, we used to be in a position of buyer beware, right? The buyer had no knowledge of a product and you were relying on that salesperson to provide you the information you needed to make a decision. Well, now with mm-hmm. the, the, the availability of information, almost anything you could ever possibly want to know and for free is available. And now we're it's now we're almost at seller's beware, right? Because your marketplace <laughs> has has all the information. So here's the point of why I'm bringing this up is I'm going to be honest with you and there's this is a whole nother conversation, but chances are if you're sitting down with a prospect and they're listening to you it's because they already know what you have to offer. They've already done yeah. some time and some research and have sought a level of understanding of your ability to to solve a problem that they have. I don't know in the modern world that that when you sit down over coffee with someone, if, if the goal is to convince them that you can do the job, well, then I think somehow you're doing something wrong because the information, that's that's the conversation we should have someday down the road about you know the need to be creating meaningful and actionable content. But the fact, so the point, is you don't you, you shouldn't have to sit there and convince them that you're you or your organization are capable of delivering on the solution that you're selling if that's how you're spending your time well then there's something else that needs to be fixed so the point is i think the time spent with a prospect on the phone or face to face these days ought to be getting to know them, spending time with them. Yeah, it's, it is cliche, uh, but but it, it it's real, right? I mean, it, 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 it's <laughs> It's because look, here's there's a lot of debate on all, all how social selling and using the internet and Facebook and and Twitter and and all that stuff and getting. I mean, I just interviewed someone the other day who said that there's been about 10 billion downloads of sales related apps. Well, so the notion is, all right, should we be using all these things to sell? In my view, it's no. Those are those those can assist you along the journey but at the end of the day yeah. at least this at least the success at least the success i've had with sales has been because it still had to go down to a, a human interaction it had to come down to a conversation it had to come down to you know all the books say you got to build rapport you got to build trust well it's true <laughs> you know and, and and we're so we're so rushed and we're trying to get trying to re- these these ridiculous numbers and I mean I, I, how how real are your conversations if you're trying to make 100 calls a day you don't care about those conversations you're trying to hit the 100 so you can file that report and not get in trouble from your sales manager no why, why can't you slow it down and talk to to 25 people and have real meaningful interactions and I you know frankly I think 25 calls is an awful lot to to but you, you get the point so but, but yeah so to to re reemphasize my point you shouldn't have have to be hard selling on these on these conversations because the the buyer probably already knows that you're capable 
of doing the job, and they probably have identified a handful of organizations that are capable. And now they're trying to figure out who do they actually want to spend time working with because it ought to be it ought to be a a friendly relationship. It ought to be one that's rewarding. I mean, I hear you you just said a minute ago. I enjoy sales. Well, I do too. I, I it's it's what I do. Uh, too many people are, are identify themselves as a salesman, and they think of it as a negative. Well, it's because they're not they're not free. They're not empowered to to slow down, to be mindful, to be in the moment. Mm-hmm. And with that, Todd, I've got one final question to ask everyone that comes on the show before you tell us a little bit more about your book and if you share us a couple of links. And that question is: If you could go back in time and speak to your younger self, what would be the one piece of advice you'd give him to help him become better at selling? Uh, well, this is this is not fair, and I'm going to cheat, but it would be to listen to this conversation because <laughs> because I uh, like most people, I graduated college and went right into a career, and I followed what I thought was the societal expectation of how you're supposed to do business. And I wish I could go back and smack myself in the forehead and say, <laughs> no, you don't need to do it that way. Uh, focus on, on the humans in front of you. Slow it down. You don't have to achieve all this. No one, all these people that you think are staring at you and paying attention to you uh, to be this enormously successful person, they aren't paying attention to you. They don't care. They're living their own life. They're dealing with their own demons. They have their own struggles. They're not focused on you. You ought to be free to just, to just do business, conduct business in a way that is that is rewarding, that is empowering, that is freeing, that is enjoyable. We're spending most of our, we spend most of our lives in business. It ought to be a, a pleasurable, rewarding process. So that's what I would say to myself. That is awesome, Todd. That is the best answer I've had for a while for that question. And I totally agree. I'd go back in time, slap myself in the face and kind of talk about what we've talked about today of, as you mentioned, nobody, one, nobody cares about you really that much other than perhaps your family and your very close loved ones and some of your friends. So don't be bothered about looking silly or things like cold calling. Don't be, if you're going to do it, don't be scared of doing it because you will be forgotten about instantly if they don't do business with you. And so it's no big hassle whatsoever or networking or like the work you do working at conferences, for example, speaking to people at conferences and striking those conversations and building those like early stage relationships. People either are there to network and meet people. And so they're really appreciative when you go and speak to them, you shouldn't be bothered by it or they just do not care. And you will not be in their thoughts more than four seconds after the interaction anyway. So again, you might as well dive in straight into it. And with that, Todd, I want you to tell us a little bit about your book, the Zen of Sales, and also about your radio show and uh, the different things you do over at IntrepidNow.com. Yeah, well, thank you for that opportunity. No, the, my little my little book, The Zen of Sales, is is my first attempt to put into writing what we've been talking about in terms of having a different approach to sales and being more mindful about sales. And and so it's a it's really a collection of essays uh, that I've written over the years and, and compiled into into one book so it's it's a it's a fun little book it, it kind of if, if you listen to this conversation to, to the end you have a good sense of, of the mission and the purpose of this book and and uh, it's one of those uh, it's one of those books will that I will consistently always update over the years because I continue to learn things and as as I continue to to apply these principles to my life I, I get new realizations so the book will will be updated on I don't know probably an annual basis 
basis along those lines. So it's just a, it's a fun collection of essays on, on all these things we talked about today. But in terms of my business, I run a little media company. It's called Intrepid Now Media Network, and and we uh, uh, we publish content around on business from leadership development and innovation and sales and marketing and and technology and startups. We have a healthcare channel. We have a lifestyle channel. We have an HR channel. So it's just mark. It's just it's content produced for an audience to inform and educate and entertain them. Uh, part of that business is is the trade show work that you referenced a minute ago. And so uh, organizations uh, bring us on and we broadcast live radio from, from trade shows and user conferences and association events. And it's a great way for us to uh, provide some really intriguing business development opportunities for our uh, for our clients and create some obviously great content. The other thing we do is we produce business series. Someone referred to us as the Netflix for business people. So we create and produce multi-part series that frankly if you want to you can binge listen to, but it uh, there are uh, there are courses on leadership development and how to recruit, train and and engage millennials for instance uh, and other kinds of series like that. So that's that's work we do out of uh, out of Intrepid now. The best way to to find us there is the main website is intrepidnow.com or if you want to get on the mailing list and see all the uh, all the contributors articles and essays and, and all the radio shows that we do you can just go to uh, intrepidmailinglist.com intrepidmailinglist.com and that will get you subscribed to to the list and you'll see some of the things that we produce fantastic and for anyone who is currently driving because i know a lot of you guys uh, listen as you on your way to different sales meetings or you're on a treadmill at the moment We'll link to everything that Todd and I have spoken about today over at the show notes over at salesman.red. And with that, Todd, I just want to thank you again for your time today. And I want to thank you for joining me on the Salesman podcast. Well, it was a privilege to spend some time with you. Thank you for having me. And there we have it. I just want to thank Todd for coming on the show. I appreciate it, mate. We will have you back on because I think this is an interesting and uh, an unusual topic to dive into further because it's not all about smashing your target. That's only one side. Well, I can't remember who said this. Someone said it to me recently on the show in that you don't have your work life and then your personal life. You just have one life. And so, yeah, smashing your targets is great. If you feel fulfilled and happy through that, brilliant. Otherwise, you've got to look at the bigger picture. And so, yeah, I'll speak with you guys again tomorrow. Thanks again, Todd, for coming on.